On Sky Sports Radio, time to review the weekend's racing with our stable of experts. He's pretty exciting, this guy. Streeting his rivals. Who impressed? Who didn't? Horses to follow. And have a look at the time. And your calls. Welcome to Punter's Postmortem. Really starting to go through his gears. Just continues to raise the bar. Yeah, good morning. Welcome to Punters Postmortem on this Monday, the 1st of May. Dave Stanley with you, and we've got our panel of experts not too far away in Ron Duffersey, Glenn Munsey, David Gately, and also Michael Maxworthy as the carnival starts to get into full swing there in Queensland. We'll see plenty of New South Wales horses heading that way, and we also had some really good racing at uh, Rose Hill on the weekend, some competitive racing with some mixed results uh, for punters. But nevertheless, we had uh, winners, and if you found them, well done. Also, uh, down there in Melbourne on the weekend, we had uh, some good racing at uh, Sandown with the St Ledger and a few of those races that uh, came over from Anzac Day. And speaking of that, and while we didn't race on Anzac Day, there is a funeral notice for, of course, uh, Dean Holland, and uh, that will be held uh, at the uh, Flemington Racecourse next Monday. Take note. So uh, that's on the Racing Australia website and been filtering around. So um, I think that GoFundMe page is still in full swing as well. And I know there's been a week that's rolled through, but we were doing this show last week. We were obviously had Luke jump in the chair at 10 and we had the races continue and go on uh, throughout the, uh, the tips. And then obviously that incident at Donald unfolded and there you go. Um, a, a gentleman just going to work, uh, doing something that he loved, on a, uh, on a Monday and unfortunately doesn't go home to his wife and beautiful kids. So our thoughts were, again with the Holland family and uh, you can get involved with that. For those two uh, wanting to be a part of uh, the funeral to pay their respects, it will be simulcast and there will be uh, ways in which we will be able to watch that if we can't make it to, to Melbourne. As I said, though, on the track, plenty of racing and Ron Duffersey joins us. Uh, Duff, uh, we, we just spoke about it before on the Big Sports Breakfast. Um, Sydney horses going up to Queensland, but Rothfire, uh, a horse that's had an incredible story, uh, was nearly um, no longer with us at one stage. He gets the job done, a lovely ride by Nash Willa. Yep. Yes, it certainly was, Dave. He was, um, like I say, he's had his injury problems throughout his career. He was good first up and then backed it up with improvement, winning that victory stakes on Saturday. Lovely racing style and... Uh, yeah, so full steam ahead, uh, going into a Brisbane carnival with confidence with him now because, you know, he, he he's taken a while to get back. He did win first up last preparation, and but uh, his preparation or two before that, he was just struggling to find that form again. But he seems back on track. We know he's a very talented horse and he has won up the 1,400 metres, which is, uh, you know, a good little... Uh, opens up a few doors for him now that he's uh, back in form. David Gately was uh, on our Sky Racing uh, coverage on the weekend. Gator, lots happening around the country. Um, obviously, a highlight there was uh, with Rothfire. What did you make of the performance in the victory stakes? Yeah, it was a bit of a busy finish, wasn't it? But, um, look, he did a good job. He sort of controlled that race to some extent. Uh, they didn't go overly hard, you know, relative to the class. And he put his head in front and, um, and toughed it out well. So, score is good. It is great to see him back, isn't it? I mean, he was the, the boom horse and, and stuff touched on, then had the injury set back. So credit to all involved to get him back. King of Sparta, uh, terrific. Prince of Boom came through the Rothfire race as well. I was surprised Paul Lally was able to beat Private Eye home. And a case of you ran, what, six, beaten 1.8 lengths. So 
um, typical of, of racing um, uh, these days, isn't it? Semi-busy finishes in a lot of races. Munns joining us as well, Glenn Munsey. How was your weekend, Glenn? Uh, started well, Dave, Friday night. And uh, not that the, ra- the rain sort of put a dampener on it uh, on Saturday with all the work uh, that you'd done. And, uh, you know, we finished with the track and the condition that it was. But uh, we're still here, Dave, and uh, we're battle on again next uh, this week. A very, very busy week. Uh, we're speaking about Brisbane. Of course, the nominations are taken for all of the feature races over the Brisbane Winter Carnival tomorrow. So we've had uh, pre-noms markets up for a couple of weeks now. So the serious business starts from tomorrow when uh, they go to an all-in market. And we see all of these horses, what they've been doing in the last couple of weeks in Brisbane, uh, mapping out where we think they'll be uh, as their grand final. Let's talk about uh, the races uh, there north, just from a, a Sydney perspective. Uh, in the victory stake, some of the, uh, the the beaten brigade, we had Gator touching it then Duff. Out of that beaten brigade, what did you make of Private Eye? Was that a pass mark for you or was he disappointing? No, you'd have to say disappointing. He was there to pounce at the top of the straight and he didn't finish off. So after that very good new market running, well, arguably the wrong part of the track, which is for debate, but uh, he was, yeah, he was inconclusive, obviously, in the uh, TJ Smith on that very heavy track and was expected to bounce back at Eagle Farm where he had some good form. So... Uh, for a horse like him, you'd have to, at his SP profile, you'd have to mark him as disappointing and probably judge him next time. What about uh, a case of you uh, in that same race? Uh, was he a little sneaky run for a race like the Stradbroke? Maybe if he gets wet tracks. I thought he was great in the William Reed, and I thought, hello, what, what have they got here? Because um, he's been around a bit, this horse, and um, he... I think if his best chances might be a wet track going forward. Um, Prince of Boom battled on well. Um, I thought King of Sparta was great. He, he's usually a horse that needs... He comes with one short, sharp sprint, and he, I thought he, he really toughed it out well down the straight, and maybe, um, yeah, he can go forward now, and maybe a, a race like that, Kingsford Smith, might be a good race for him. Yeah, OK. That's a case of you for Mick Price and Mick Ken Jr. And just another comment on the race, because there's a text on the text line about it. Of course, we're talking uh, the victory stakes there on the weekend. Uh, the run of Paul Ailey. Yep, well, that's just Paul Ailey. He's always competitive at that level, and he's always there to pounce when the conditions and he finds the right race. So I'm, I'm sure Godolphin will be feeling their way through, and he might be another one. And uh, I don't know whether he gave to the Doom and 10,000 with the field that shaping up to be, but he'd probably be a nice little, you know, Kingsford Smith worth a million this year at Wait for Age. It'd be a, a lovely race for him. Gator, uh, in keeping the theme uh, with Brisbane, because we had uh, some good races up there, the Queensland Guineas. Chris Waller had the winner with um, uh, Kovalacia. And uh, what did you make of it? its performance? It was very well backed. We'll get that with Munns in a moment. But uh, did his uh, derby chances no harm? No, that's right. I thought he was one of the wins of the day, to be honest. I mean, um, he wasn't given real any favours in the run, was he? He covered a lot of ground, um, pounced on them and... And one well, continuing, um, obviously a slashing first up run, so the market certainly didn't miss him. Uh, but it's all on his winner. Perfect thought was much better. And the vows, they went back from the gate. It's a good horse, this thing, and he, and he really zoomed home. Um, but have to say, it's all on his winner because he did it tougher than the others and still beat them. Uh, on the clock, nothing through the roof. You know, about three and a half lengths below the class average off, off an even sort of tempo. So 
Um, but he's run a solid last 600 figure. Just a good horse, I think. Munns, what's happened with his derby price? And was he one of the best back runners in Brisbane on the weekend? Oh, he was, Dave. Um, you know, it was it was always going to be he was always going to be very very well supported in that race there off the slashing first up run and and taking on you know the the horses in in Brisbane that had sort of you know been racing well against Brisbane horses and uh, that was the the vowels in probably uh, the most. Um, popular of those because he had won his last five runs, the Vowels, uh, and he'd won the Daybreak Lover. So he, he was sort of the Brisbane horse with the Brisbane form and, and all of the Sydney form. You know, Perfect Thought, The Fortune Teller, Kovalika, Brosnan, Tapple Doodle Doo, uh, they were all coming from Sydney. Uh, Magadan had his last start at Kembla. So, you know, Kovalika was the flashing light run in the South Pacific and he'd been put up as favourite for the Derby. He was always around sort of anywhere between 230, 250 on the day and went to the post as favourite. He's a 2.25 chance now in the Derby, and uh, that's in the pre-noms market. I'll just go to the spreadsheet here and tell you that he went up. He went up a $4.50 chance in the Derby. On the 17th of April, he was a $3.50 chance. This time last week, he was $2.50. He's now $2.25. Mm, okay. Um, just on uh, that race, what did you make of him, Duff? Um, and, and do you think that form will stack up, or are you... A bit cautious because we don't know what other Kiwis are going to pop up or any other horses from Victoria that might come back up to Queensland. Yeah, look, um, the three-year-olds are a little bit funny. The three-year-old fillies going into the Oaks, they're all, they don't look a strong bunch and maybe similar with the Derby. And every man in the world is go-to horse is Kovalika, obviously, uh, because of the, the record that he's got with five wins from seven now. Um I look. I understand everyone jumping up and down with him, and he did cover ground. But I love this second horse, uh, Private Thought. I think that's the toughen up run he had to have uh, going into his next run. I love the improvement. I loved him when he won the Carbine in the spring. I think John Sargent will have him spot on. I, I if they go to the rough habit next, I want to back him only on a price factor alone, and then we'll sort out what we want to do in the Derby. But Kovalika probably goes to his semi-final next before going to his grand final, but I think Perfect Thought is ready for a, his grand final next time. So I'll, I'll be backing Private Thought next time. Um, might get it wrong, and Kovalika might be the superior horse, but I, I just think he's got something, this Private Thought, and he, you know, he, he gave him a real tough and up run where he used him early from the wide draw. He got there, he was put paid too late, but there was still a lot of merit in that performance the way I'm looking at it. Interesting, uh, gents, uh, as we turn our attention to Sydney just for a moment. Uh, obviously, Cole Crusher, there's a couple of texts here about uh, the win of Cole Crusher. And I must admit, this morning, uh, driving in here very early to work, they were uh, replaying an interview yesterday, which I was catching up on with, of course, Ray Thomas and Dean Bulldog Ritchie on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend with Brad Willer. Now, Brad, of course, rode Cole Crusher, but Brad also suggesting to the boys that he's finding it quite frustrating. He's... Um, here in Sydney, uh, we know that he's spending time, um, wants to position himself here in Sydney because of uh, Nash being here and um, wants to get more opportunities, but can't seem to get the rides. He's got his weight sorted. He's been working with a trainer as long uh, as, as well as Nash, so there's no issues with weight. It's just merely opportunity, and uh, obviously those opportunities might arise as the Brisbane Carnival rolls on, but... It is surprising. Like He's not so much wanting to base himself either. In the interview, he said, uh, Duff, in a metro area, he's quite happy to 
to travel anywhere across the state to ride horses. So we know he can ride. He's a Group 1 winning rider, and that was a good ride on Cole Crusher. Uh, yeah, he just dictated terms. The race was all over after four or 500 metres where he didn't use his speed until the second half of the race where he got their wheels spinning when he quickened up at the right time. So an absolute perfectly rated ride. Look, he... You say he's got his weight in order, but what is his weight? That's the problem with him um, as far as hard to get rides because, look, he can't ride much under 58. So what do they do? They get, you, you've got to get in line behind his brother and then there's only so many options for horses with 58 and more. A lot of them want to claim on them. So it's just so hard um, uh, for him to uh, attract. If he could ride 55, he'd be getting full books every day. Um, it's look. There's no doubting his talent. Uh, he's a great rider, uh, but as far as opportunities, they're limited when you're at, at his riding weight. Uh, with the favourite in that race, uh, what do we do with Democracy Manifest? Do we just put a line through it because of the wet track, Duff? Uh, I think we have to. Um, I think we can judge him next time. He's a better horse than that, and his record shows that. So he he, he loomed up, and look, I'm, I'm not going to. Uh, say sin bin any horse out of this meeting that failed you just have another look at them because when it drizzles we know that we keep saying it when it drizzles through the day and we get these heavy tracks funny things can happen you know we we, we saw that on a you know a couple of occasions there are even horses that look look at cruel summer he looks a real mudlark and he comes out of that heavy track at Ramwick and gets to the rose hill heavy and he's a different horse uh so he's a different horse at different tracks with heavy tracks so it comes back to that that theories, um, the Ramwick wet track's a little bit different to the other tracks on occasions. When you delve straight into the wet track form, it's it's not that easy. Gator, one of the performances visually of the day, uh, just watching the replay, was in the midway with Rathful winning for Sam Kavanagh and Dylan Givens. What did you make of it? Um, it looks like a really nice progressive horse for Sam. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, it's just another variable punters need, Duff. Uh, different degrees of wet tracks and Look, it's a reality, though, isn't it? It's, um, but this horse, Raffle, was impossible not to be impressed. I mean, if you've ever seen a race, um, they just don't win from where this horse was. Back, hopelessly held up. They, they hooked out at the 250, still seven lengths off them. They couldn't win. And, uh, yeah, ran over them anyway. Um, nothing short of outstanding, that win. Duff? Uh, yep. Can't add on that. It was the win of the day. Um, rarely do you say the two wins of the day are the midway and the highway, uh, but you'd have to you'd have to say that they were. Uh, but Rathful, um, look, Sam's been speaking him up, and he delivered. He, he uh, with his trainer's thoughts. So um, he's a progressive horse. Um, he looks like he'll get further. His pedigree says he'll get further. Uh, he. He was outstanding. They, they may have overdid it a little bit up front considering conditions, and that's why these back markers come into play. But you're still going to do it, and he did it with inexperience and upside to come. So I don't think we'd get any argument to say that was a, a pretty well an outstanding win. Munns, uh, in relation to his price on the day, when we talk about you know best back runners and whatnot, it, it seemed like the, the market was gravitating even in the punters panel on, on Friday. Yeah, well, he, he did get out, Dave. He was uh, he was around about three forty first thing on Saturday morning. Uh, got out to as much as about, about about four dollars twenty, but was back into three ninety three eighty when they jumped. Um, Miracle Spin was probably the best firm in the race, 
Uh, he was around about $14, $15 in the morning and was into an $8 uh, chance near when they jumped. So uh, the market certainly got, you know, the, the, the chances right. But uh, as the boys have said, like, you know, to analyse his win, when you consider he was back with Miracle Spin coming to the turn, uh, Miracle Spin went through the middle for want of a better term to make ground and uh, Dylan went, it, went to get to the outside but he had one on his outside that wasn't going well enough for him to you know get around the ones in front of him so then he was held up and he had to wait and wait and wait then come back and go around those horses well at the 200 metre mark Miracle Spin was probably two lengths in front of him and uh, to make up that ground on the, on the way that the track was uh, it was a phenomenal win realistically uh, when you consider you know the, the ground that he had to make up uh, and, and Miracle Spin's no slouch, um, you know, and onwards and upwards for him um, to see where he's going to, you know, he, he was only a benchmark 65 horse before Saturday, so he'll, he'll probably go up six rating points, which is usually average, so he's still only a benchmark 71 horse. So, you know, where can he, where can he get to? Yeah, sky's the limit. Duff? Yeah, definitely. No, no, he's um, be interesting how far he wants to go into the winter, thinking he might be a better horse in the spring. So, how many more runs does Sam want to give him? We'll leave that. We'll let the horse tell him that. Uh, but maybe he'll have another one or two, try and get that rating up a little bit more to run in better races in the spring. So, um, he's got a, a lovely horse to work with and uh, plenty of upside to come. Duff, um, and I'll get a comment from all of you here. If you, I know that you would have seen it yesterday. Uh, obviously, we had uh, a big day in Hong Kong with the sprint. Uh, we saw J-Mac and, and Zach Purton doing their thing, especially uh, Zach with this horse, Lucky Swayness in the sprint. Um, it's now $6 for the Tab Everest. His conjecture, obviously, the plan or what we keep reading on social media is they'll definitely go to Japan. They're quite keen to go to Japan for that sprint race with Lucky Swayness and some people saying that maybe Royal Ascot could be on the cards and possibly the Tab Everest. Um, you've seen some good sprinters in your time and, and know that form in Hong Kong. Do you think he's up to, to coming out here and making himself uh, or, or having a presence, so to speak? Yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, with a horse with his record and um, the sprinters in Hong Kong are pretty good. Uh, so I'd say, yes, uh, he fits in. Um, they'd have to get the timing right. I wouldn't be a fan of going to a mile and then having a little break and then going on an Everest sort of path. I do, you know, it's, it's not that easy. So, and look, everyone wants a piece of a horse like that. And, uh, you know, so everyone's putting their hand up. Yeah, he's a good Everest horse. Yeah, he's a good horse for Japan. And, and I can understand them um, in Europe saying, oh, no, he, he, he'll bolt in here at Royal Ascot because they all want a piece of him. So I think we're just going to sit back and let uh, them... Uh, decide what his future is or where they want to go or where, they, where they're enticed to go. And, uh, yeah, it all depends what publication you pick up, mm. uh, where he's going. Um, obviously, uh, Zach is out there saying that uh, he, he thinks he's up to it. He'd know. You know, he's ridden Giga Kick. He's ridden a few of the sprinters here. He's he's got a feeling. He he's he's a tricky horse because he you got to ride, ride, ride him early. And you think, geez, he's going nowhere, and then all of a sudden he slips into another gear. So he runs good times. Uh, he's a good horse. His record speaks for that. He's 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 been untouchable, um, doing what he's done. And and uh, yeah, I 
I think he's exciting if they do decide to come mm. here. So, and if he, I guess if he did, being what four years of age, uh, that uh, if they're you know, if, I understand what you're saying about the the mile option and then back to an Everest, but does that mean then a race like the Golden Eagle is on their radar as well? Or oh, no, because he'd be five actually, wouldn't he? Yeah, be, yeah. So that there'd be no Golden Eagle. No. But, um, okay, there you go. So in terms of uh, his price, Glenn, he's six dollars. Is that just on the back of? You know, the bookie's looking at it and going, right, we'll trim him up. There's no big bets or no big money for him. Well, there's $1,258 on him already today, Dave, and that's caused him to firm into $6 because um, I'm having a look uh, at, at, at the, the book at the moment and uh, I'm, I'm seeing that um, since the last price change uh, is zero. So he's uh, actually firmed in this morning. So I'll just go back and see if I can find out what he watched actually this morning. Um, in that market there, but he's a $6 chance at the moment. The the big three uh, in in the, the Tab Everest, a giga kick who's just trialled and won a trial at Randwick. Craig Williams come up to ride him in mm. a trial there. He's a $4.50 favourite. Uh, you've got uh, I Wish I Win, and Chris uh, Root's reporting in the Sydney Morning Herald this morning that Max Whitby uh, looks as though he's going to take I Wish I Win in uh, the uh, Tab Everest. He's on the second line of betting as a $5 chance. And then you've got Lucky Swayness, who's a $6 chance, and he was $8 earlier this morning. So um, whether or not you know someone's got some news out of Hong Kong yesterday uh, with Lucky Swayness or someone's just seen the fact that he did win yesterday, they're the only runners in single figures, those three runners there. Then you go out to the Kiwi, Imperatriz, uh, In Secret, and Marzu are $11 chances. And then you've got quite a few of them at $15. So they're, they're, those big three there in single figures of the, the ones that are sort of, um, they're getting the most column inches, uh, put it this way, in the paper at the moment, getting stories written about them. Okay. And what about the win of Romantic Warrior, who we saw their win uh, with J-Mac on board uh, last night or yesterday afternoon uh, in Hong Kong, of course, in that uh, QE Cup. Um, great performance. And can we use it as a measuring stick with Dubai Honor and our horses here, Duff, or is it is it tricky to do that sort of thing because of the track conditions, the way that race was uh, run and won there yesterday? Yep, a lot of people will, you know, they're, they're entitled to claim their form line, the, the, the Hong Kong people with Romantic Warrior there. And I don't know whether the race had a lot of depth in it, uh, but he, he owned the race. He was going to win a long, long way out, and Dubai Honor was sort of... Uh, he, look, he was entitled to hang on to second, but, you know, he's had a busy schedule as well, travelling the world. So how do we want to sum all that up? I'll leave that to your imagination. He he was obviously airborne here in, in Sydney, Dubai Honour, whether that was the real horse on Saturday or yesterday. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe our form lines, you know, past that 1,400 are rubbish here in Australia compared to world stage. But that's what we got to work with here, and that's our competition. So... Um, he was very he was very good. And so, what about the other horse, Golden Sixty? He was mm. he's an outstanding horse, uh, and uh, he's learnt to race into a position now rather than flopping out the back. And he's uh, yeah, they got three serious horses over there in those big three that uh, really produced on Grand Final Day: Lucky Swain, S, Golden Sixty, and Romantic Warrior. Gator, I know you're going to keep your eye on the Aussie races at uh, for the punters on Sky One, but. Three impressive performance, and I was going to come to you on Golden 60. We've seen a lot of good horses come out of Hong Kong, but he breaks that record, $26 million in prize money. It's a phenomenal effort, isn't it? Okay, I haven't, I haven't gone through them. I've gone through the 39 
races from Saturday. Though. <laughs> Have you got onto the 50 at Warrnambool yet? Oh, God. I'm not even looking at those knobs. <laughs> yeah, of course, uh, Warrnambool and, and, and Wagga as well uh, later in the week. Let's talk uh, about to Sandown then, this in Ledger. Um, I heard you uh, on the coverage say this, Gator, midnight glow and to the eye as well, if you go back and watch the race, you would have had uh, your life on midnight glow coming to the furlong. It was just trucking into it. Um, but this uh, Dunwoody, the maiden, kicks at big odds for Matt Kamani and Jordan Childs. Yeah, no, I would have even up to the bet, actually, um, to like $20 uh, off that. But no, look, he did loom to, to win time two, didn't he? Only because he just didn't stay as well as the others. And and even watching it live, that was still in the back of my mind. Obviously, I, I tipped him, so I was watching him uh, more closer than some of the others, Midnight Glow, this year. And uh, he was under a stranglehold moving to the lead, while the others were flat stick. And one of those was Dunwoody, who obviously had, had led. He did not loaf in front. He went about 13 lengths above average. So it was a real um, staying test. And he was the sole survivor, really, at the end, wasn't he? So... Um, look, he was um, you know, 100 to 1 into 60, I think. Um, but uh, whatever the, <laughs> the fluctuation was, what we know about this horse now is he's, he's just a stayer. And Midnight Glow, if it was 2,800 like it was supposed to be, <laughs> maybe maybe he does win it because it was that last furlong. He ranked fifth quickest home in the race. And um, as I say, after being off the bit last. And just before we get to a break, Legacies as well. There's a text on the text line. Hi, guys. Can you ask Gator about Legacies there in Melbourne and the thoughts? Peter Moody with a nice winner there, winning by just four and a half. Yeah, no, it was a really neat win to the eye, wasn't it? They really uh, scooted along in that race as well. Um, a, a strong speed, tends to set up the best athlete. And this is my running theory. And 47.8 off a standing start, wet tracks, uh, motoring 11 lengths above average. Uh, so, look, the winners won by a margin and had a lot on that field. I think when you're running that sort of time early, uh, you're entitled to run quicker overall time. Uh, but, look, I'm clutching at straws there. I mean, the horse couldn't have done any more than, than it did. Exactly. And, of course, uh, out for a spell now, Legacy. So, no doubt we'll see it back in the spring. A, a nice uh, filly by Justify. So, uh, Legacy's there, very impressive. And a couple of texts on uh, on where they go with her next. She will be off for a spell. We'll take a break and your calls next. 13.53.53 if you've got a question for our panel. Michael Maxworthy will also be joining us. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. Prime free one-day delivery is here for Amazon Prime members on eligible items to select postcodes. Prime membership fees apply. Join Amazon Prime today. Ultimo crash on Broadway citybound just near Harris Street. At Borkham Hills, a breakdown. Windsor Road northbound approaching Seven Hills Road. And Mascot, we still have a lot of traffic on Southern Cross Drive, making its way citybound to the Eastern Distributor. Save your planet by saving for your retirement. Join NGS Super at ngssuper.com.au. Please refer to the NGS Super PDS for more information. I'm Ian Wallace. That's traffic on Sky Sports Radio. Colt Bike Star turns 71% winners to runners, oldest only four-year-olds, trainer Joe Pride. 5%, 4400 and 250 a month covers costs. For PDS, see Hancocks.com.au, AFSL 227365, Hancocks.com.au. You know the feeling when your mate's golf ball flies past yours? Or when you're on the green in regulation, but he holds it from the bunker? At Drummond Golf, we get it. That's why we have our lowest price guarantee. As Australia's biggest, you can count on our massive buying power for the lowest prices in golf. 
But if you do happen to find a lower advertised price, we'll beat it. The Drummond Golf lowest price guarantee. Unbeatable. Conditions apply. Only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time, every time is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. You're listening to Sky Sports Radio and Punters Postmortem. Yeah, you most certainly are. And we're going to take your calls on 135353. So give us a, a ring if you uh, want to get involved with the show. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Michael Maxworthy is uh, our Queensland correspondent. And uh, Maxie, as I say, hello to you, mate. Uh, great to have you on the show with, uh, of course, David Gately, Ron Doversy and Glenn Munsey. And uh, there's been some texts here about this horse, Antino, who we saw win a benchmark 85 over the 1,400 at Eagle Farm on the weekend. Uh, got in from that awkward draw, good strong tempo in the race, and they're very keen to try and sneak this horse into a Stradbroke. They're very keen, um, and they haven't got long to try and qualify him. I think he got five or six points for that. He's up to about 89. He's going to need probably 102, 103 to get in um, ratings-wise, but he could get a, a win in your in in the BRC Sprint Day coming up in a couple of Saturdays, three weeks from from last Saturday. Um, he's got to get a run in that as well. Uh, so hopefully he does, and then he can... Um, you know, run well, run second or third, get enough points or at least win it and get into the Stradbroke handicap because he's an impressive horse. I think 1,400 metres is probably his pet distance. He'll get in with no weight. He's had seven starts, six wins, unlucky, probably not to be unbeaten. And I thought he was terrific there, really digging deep. Off a hot tempo, he was entitled to finish strongly, but he still had to make up six lengths in the home straight at Eagle Farm, and he did. Yeah, he certainly did. Uh, did you catch the win of Antino, Duff? Uh, yep, I thought he was... Uh, well, his record speaks for itself, doesn't it? He's only been beaten once, and and uh, he was very brave that day. Uh, so, yep, he's on his way, and you've got a, Tony's uh, their leading, the leading trainer up there, and he knows what he's working with. And he, if he says he's a Stradbroke horse, you, you've got to prick your ears and uh, keep a very close eye on him. But So we'll find out when he does go to that race, and and see what happens. Um, that second horse is substantial. He's a funny horse. He, he, he just hits. He, he just needs a fast run race. He doesn't help himself this import. He wants to, when they slow up, he wants to overdo it. I think the day he gets in a very fast race, you may see a different horse. He was back in distance there on Saturday just to take the edge off him, but it just didn't work. He's, um, he needs, if he gets conditions to suit, he's right up there to win a good race as well, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, and I, I noticed, um, Dave, uh, Glenn might be able to tell us a little bit more, but what is the situation, Glenn, with Antino in the Stradbroke handicap? I think we've got equal favourites at the moment. Think about it and Valana at $5 each of two. Where does Antino fit into the pre-noms with the Stradbroke? Uh, second line of betting, Maxi, is an $8 chance now. He went up as a $26 chance. Two weeks ago, he was $11. Last week, he was 11 And after the win Saturday, he's into an $8 chance now behind Think About It and Valana. And he sits ahead of Aft Cabin, Cardinal Gem, Hawaii 5-0. All $11 chances. And as we said at the top of the show, those noms are taken tomorrow. 
for the mm. Brisbane feature races. So we'll go to all-in markets from, if not tomorrow afternoon, definitely Wednesday. Okay. All right. Take note of that, punters. So pre-noms at the moment, uh, but all-in uh, tomorrow. Our first caller, and I'll get you all to be a part of this, uh, gents. Uh, Billy's on the line. G'day, Billy. How are you? Very good, mate. What have you got for us? Hi. Just want to give Gator. Is he there? Gator is there, yeah. yes. The gate. Mate, you're a genius. I like the way you tip and analyse everything about horses, mate. You, you get into it and you tell us how it is, mate. Well done. Thanks. No, I appreciate it, mate. No, no. You, I reckon, mate, you're one of, one of the best tips that's going around, bro. Yeah, could have got more right on Saturday, but we're always learning. No, nah, mate, but your success rate is very, very high, brother. You're very good. No, nah, you, but how you tell the story about the forms and that, which is good. You know, you, you get right into it. Hey, listen, mate, that also got beat the other day. That's supposed to be favourite for the Melbourne Cup. It got odds on got beat. What was that called? White Marlin. White Marlin. Yeah, is it any good or not? I think so. I think you have to, you know, if, we, if we're judging um, an AFL footballer or an NFL, NRL, any sport you like, if you're judging them on, on one run, it's the body of work, isn't it, that we have to judge the athlete on. And um, the previous win was outstanding. I mean, thrashed right you are, who wins a Mornington Cup and beats He's a Shocker, who's cross the line with Animo. So um, that's, that's more likely the scenario that um, I'm looking at. I'm not giving up on him of that defeat. Yeah, no, no. I've already backed him. I reckon, um, as you said, yeah, NRL or football, they, um, the fitness, mate, once they, they get their fitness and match, match and race fitness and match games or whatever, they, they, um, they seem to improve a lot better, don't they? Like, he's a tough horse, isn't he? He's a, he's a good horse. Yeah, if you can sustain speed, you know, as, as a, any sort of runner, I think you've got um, a great chance of having success at a high level, and that, and that's what he does. So, look, he was back in trip the other day as well. Um, yeah. You know, I think he was probably looking for first. Look, I, I'm, as I say, not sacking by any stretch. No, hey, listen, you, you, you reckon he's better off going out like a Vaux Road and let, letting him go a bit further? Uh, look, I or think... Let him go out, let him run yeah. harder? I think that suits him when he gets over uh, uh, proper distances, if you know what I mean. So when, he's, when he won at Flemington, it was a really strong speed he set and kept running. Um, his win prior to his defeat, uh, similar story. He was, he was quick early, then they attacked him a long way from home. So I think that's his best chance of success, probably without, you know, but you've got to find that line, don't you, of then overcooking it, as we saw with Pride of Jenny and those sort of things. So... Um, but that's what the great jockeys do, and he's in good hands there. Oh, 100%. Nah. Nah, I just want to appreciate your tip, and mate, thanks very much. And um, I'll, keep, I'll keep following you, brother. I've, I've gone from a mini minor to a uh, convertible from your tips. Thanks very much, brother. Nice work. Thanks, Billy. Cheers, mate. Uh, Joy's on the line as well. Good morning, Joy. Oh, hello. Yes, because I believe you know about the sportsman being finished this May. I'm very upset about that. I'm wondering whether you know of any other place, any other paper that might have, you know, very similar information, like the sports one, or where you can get information about... Oh. I'm not sure, gentlemen, well, in terms of... In, gone, you, in, you, you, you don't hear about any of them, but you can't... You can't see the barrier trials, but the sportsman gone. Well, in terms of uh, print publication, gentlemen, there wouldn't be anything, would there? It'd be, yeah, all online, it'd be, be going all online, unfortunately. Yeah. Sorry? You don't do. You can't. Uh, you're not into the internet or anything, there, Joy. Are you? you, you uh, can you get online and uh, read the articles online? There's plenty of 
um, subscriptions. You can see the, the Barrier Trials are online. Oh, well, you can watch the Barrier Trials on Racing New South Wales or on the website. And, right. And if you can... Is there no other paper that it might be, they might be printed in? No, I don't think so, Joy. All right. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah Sorry about that, Joy. That's just, uh, unfortunately, the, the nature of... The beast. I don't think it's just related to uh, racing. I think that's all publications. Yeah, look, it's hard when you when you, you get into a routine throughout. Obviously, she's a a very avid form student throughout her, career, her, her life, and um, they've taken away her her tool. So mm. it's, it's it's hard. It's hard. Very much so. Maxie, um, we've got Michael Maxworthy joining us, David Gately, Glenn Munsey, and also Ron Doversey, and. Maxie, there's a couple of texts here about uh, a performance in the weekend in Brisbane. Peter Robel's got this horse that won a Class 6, um, a rich on. Uh, Samantha Collett in the saddle. Uh, this horse, very interesting. It's now gone two for two, and I guess the tip was half there because we saw this horse at the trials at Ramwick on the 21st of March, and Ryan Wiggins came down to ride this horse. Uh, it was his only... I think it was his only ride of the morning as well at those Ramwick trials, and then... Lo and behold, up to Queensland it goes, and now two for two. Yeah. He's a colt by Dane Ritchie. He's a lovely-looking horse with high speed, and obviously Peter Rover, well, he showed his hand following that trial. He'd only just won a maiden at Gosford, and then he threw him in a class four here at the midweeks, and it's not easy, class fours, and he handled that beating IPO, and then he went up a, a further grade to class six as a two-time winner only on Saturday, and there were some tough nuts to crack in that, and he managed to do it. I know something happened to the favourite there, that hot favourite, King Kappa. He was sort of eased out of the race, Dave, and they can't find any abnormalities, anything significant with him. And Tony Gollum had him scoped, and he's clean, so don't know what happened there. But uh, they have asked them to, to trial him again, King Kappa, so something obviously not right with him. But it was a good performance by Rich on, and... Uh, he's going through the ranks fairly quickly. And Peter Robel, from his new base at the Gold Coast, he's only had a handful of starters, and from memory, they've all run well. He has. Um, and uh, speaking of running well, Appen Girl, um, she's a very, very nice type by Capitalist. Uh, Duff, I'll come to you here first. Gator and Munns, I want to know what's happening with any of her prices in futures betting um, because uh, they look like they've got another nice horse, this O'Day hoisted team. Yeah, I look, I don't know much about her, but uh, she's um, obviously, she won a maiden there, at, I think it was the Sunshine Coast, and, and backed it up with a, you know, a stakes win there on Saturday, so um, they're doing a great job with their horses, the O'Day hoisted team, I must say, and they've got a good little team around them at the moment, and um, I'd be more interested, I, I, I think Maxie would have more of a depth on that form than me, <laughs> Maxie, yeah, well, Ron, Ronnie, that, yeah. um, that, that debut, there was just something about it, like a little X factor there, and she was wide, um, and she was sort of, you know, kind of filly that goes asleep in a race. She's got to be woken up, and when Boris Thornton woke her up that day, she slipped into another gear, and the horses that ran second, third, and fourth have since won out of that maiden, so... Um, it was no surprise to see her heavily backed on Saturday and, and go on and score. I think they originally said they're going to look at the Bill Carter, the Phillies, but they might be switching now to the Champagne Classic uh, for her next time. A filly by Capitalist, and, um, yeah, there's, there's plenty to like about her. Yeah, and uh, in that race, Maxie, 
They had the two picks. O'Day hoisted. Of course, uh, they now train Party for two, who was trained by Damon Batters. And I notice he's still in the ownership. But uh, uh, the market really swung back around to Appen Girl late there, and she ran a clear favourite. And the horse that I thought, Maxie, uh, that went quite well in that race was Safrado. Of course, he produced a phenomenal effort at Ipswich first up. And I reckon he, he backed that up on Saturday. Oh, absolutely. Um, he's a half-brother to a very, very good mare, now retired, called Miami Fly. So the mare can produce a nice one. And he was an expensive yearling. When I say expensive, about 350000 by encryption. He's a lovely sort. And the distance was too short for him. I was surprised that Rexner brought him back to the 1000 But I think he may be looking for maybe the Champagne or the BRC size and then maybe a JJ. He's got decent form through the summer around some nice horses, um, and he's come back in great order. So clearly one to follow over something further, 1350 or 1400 I think he's going to be his niche spot. Giga King had a little spin around as well, Maxie, this morning. That Doombin 10,000, yeah. still Saturday week, but uh, he's still even money. Yes, um, I think Alf Cabin, $6, Maria Mia, 8, Marzu, 8, Overpass, 8. Yeah, he's just, his form's just too good, isn't it? Um, 1,200 metres weight for age, a nice little freshen up. Oh, I can't wait to, to tune in and have a look at the replay on Racing New South Wales a little later. Um, this Saturday, guys, we head to the Sunshine Coast. Great card of racing. Um, this is the Gold Coast meeting hosted by the Sunshine Coast because of the, uh, the brand-new turf track going in at the Gold Coast. Great meeting. The Hollandale Stakes um, will set the scene for the Doombin Cup. Now, Zaki's favourite at 250 for the Doombin Cup. There's not going to be any Cascadian. Uh, I believe he's spelling. So there's an interesting runner here, guys. I'm interested to get Gonny's, uh, Ronnie's thoughts on it. A horse of Ma Eustace, uh, a former Irish gunner. Um, his name is Duke DeCessa. Now, in Ireland, he only had 14 starts. Um, he won a couple of sort of listed in Group 3s there. He's only had the one start here in the Doncaster. And I had a quick look at it this morning. He looks talented, this four-year-old. Yeah, he went enormous in the Doncaster, admittedly on a heavy track, but he won a trial at Warwick Farm leading into that. So, And I tell you what, just on memory, I think he was very heavily backed late in that Doncaster. So the yes. money was there for him. Was, um, can you remember, Glenn, if he was... He was $17 into $11 in the Doncaster. Yeah, well, that's a good go. Mm. That, that's he's a won good up to go. Three, well, he'd been placed up to 3,000 metres uh, at Longchamp. Uh, and he's a winner at Nace uh, over 2,377. So... He, resumed, he, he did a Zaki, he, uh, first Australian start in the Doncaster. That's right, yeah. Uh, and, mm. of course, Zaki, he, he sort of went on to it after that. Mm. Yeah, well, well he's, won three, he's won two uh, AD Hollandales, so he's going to be the, the big favourite. But I'm interested whether they're going to enter this horse and if, indeed, he comes to the sunny coast of the Hollandale, this Duke Decessa. Very funny you mentioned that horse, Maxie, because David Eustace, in a recent interview with us, said this was his horse to follow for the winter campaign in Brisbane. Right. That's interesting. So whether that now whether that constitutes in the start on Sunday, but to, out of all the horses uh, heading that way, that was the horse that he labelled. He said, no, we've got a really nice... Uh, because I th And that was just before the run at Hawkesbury, because I think you'll find if you go back to that all-in market, Glenn, for the Hawkesbury Cup, he was, uh, he was in that all-in market, but they didn't go that way because um, they, they had floating artists. Yeah, in that well, race, I'll, so I still um, might have that spreadsheet. Don't yeah. I'll just have a, I'll have a look for you. Because, and that was the reason we had. Uh, well, that was the reason we had um, 
Eustace on was before that. We got a comment from obviously floating artist and uh, and also Duke Decessor, and yep, that was his comment. Uh, follow for the Brisbane winter. Maxi, out of the uh, the weekend, we're going to get the horses to follow from Gator, Duff, uh, and Munns in a, a few moments. But uh, Dave, yes, uh, Duke Decessor went up four dollars fifty in the first Hawkesbury Cup market. Yes, and at that price, it was favourite. Um, actually, firmed into three fifty. And was still favourite uh, going into the field being declared on the yep. Wednesday morning. And they didn't go that way. No, so. they paid up with Floating Artist, who yep. went up $8 and was into $4.50 on the Wednesday. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. So uh, a horse to watch then. And that's that Hollandale why don't you keep the spreadsheet, so market will come out. The taxman loves it too, Glenn, uh, on Tuesday. Uh, um, as a just take note. So nominations close at 11 a.m. this morning for that uh, meeting, that Hollandale meeting. Weights will be declared to Tuesday at 4 p.m. and then acceptances will come through, uh, what, uh, Wednesday? I'm, uh, no, Wednesday at uh, 9 a.m. So we'll have those fields filtering through mid-morning for, uh, for the Sunshine uh, Dave, Coast. Dave, you talk about acceptances. Maxie, uh, I notice the feature races in Brisbane this carnival, acceptances are going to be on a Tuesday. Oh, is that right? Okay. Well, I'm only going on the, the official carnival handout that I've got here, um, the Queensland Racing Carnival. For example, um, I'll go to the sort of the first feature day, which is 10,000 day in a couple of weeks' time, uh, which is Saturday. Uh, final late nominations and acceptances, Tuesday, May 9 at 9 a.m. for the 10,000. Okay. Well, I hope so, you're all Doom, aware of that. Yeah. yeah the Doombin Cup yeah, acceptances Tuesday, May 16. Will that just uh, be for the big? That'll just be for the big race, though, won't it, Glenn? Yeah, yeah. only the big yeah. races. Um, yeah. uh, Queensland Derby uh, acceptance Tuesday, May 23. Um, the same there on the same day for the Kingsford Smith uh, acceptances Tuesday, May 23. The Sires. Tuesday, May 23, and then you get to the, the Oaks Day, Tuesday, May 30. Uh, so they're all Tuesday acceptances. I, I'd, be, I'd be checking that, Maxi, but that is the, yeah. that, that's the handout that they, they sent out, the, the, the Racing Queensland. I think it's good as far as promoting your carnival. Like you, you get these fields out on a Tuesday and the talk goes around and your pubs and clubs, and I, I think it's great for racing. I, I'm a big fan of feature races being out early on in the Tuesday, week. Yeah. People know what they're doing. You know, some trying to say, I want to wait for the last minute. Well, we're talking about grand finals there. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's a, a great move. They've well, caught up with the rest of the world, really. Maxie, yeah. does it seem quiet up there? I mean, I was up there last week. It, it doesn't feel like uh, the Brisbane Winter Carnival in regards to promotion. Now, mind you, uh, I looked at the Courier Mail this morning from doing the Big Sports Breakfast. There's plenty of interviews. I know there's talk about Yellow Brick, so it's not like there's there's no articles or, or nothing being spoken about it, but just it's got a different vibe at the moment. Yeah, Would you agree? It's come around pretty quickly, but I think there was a good crowd there for the start of Stradbroke season on Saturday at Eagle Farm. I sort of went and had a bit of a look around between races. There was a good vibe there, but yeah, apart from that, perhaps um, you know there could be a little bit more promotion going on because it is a a wonderful carnival. I know it stretches out over a long period of time, but um, you know the good horses are here now, and um, you know they, they they need to be talked up. And I can't wait for the sunny coast. Beautiful big stretches. Hunters mm. love to bet on the the sunny coast. Hopefully it'll be weather fine, track good, and it's going to be a great day this coming Saturday up there. 
Jeez, was a close finish in the Archer there yesterday, uh, Maxie. Yes. Yes. Um, well, what about that? Alpine Edge and last year's winner, Emerald Kingdom, hitting it together. And I don't think anybody knew what, what had won the race. It took them a little while to put the number up. But, yeah, Alpine Edge, he's been a really good horse ever since his two-year-old days. But I've just found him hard to catch. Um, apparently, he threw a plate. He returned with a lost plate last time. So that was a bit of an excuse for him. And Emerald Kingdom was super again there yesterday. He was great in the Ascot. There's been some good form to come out of that. And he, he almost pulled back-to-back arches off yesterday. Yeah. Maxi, quick horse to follow before we wrap it up. From well, you. One, one of the horses that just might be um, in a benchmark race during the carnival, maybe on Saturday week at Doombin, a mile plus a, a mare called Princess Rainey. She was in race six last Saturday, number three, Princess Rainey's, a newcomer to Tony Goddard's stable, former Victorian. She didn't have much luck at all in the home straight. She was right on the heels of the place getters. I think she'll pay to follow. Great stuff, Maxie. We will uh, chat to you next week. Mark is on the line before we get to the uh, other panel's horses to follow. Hello, Mark. Hey, Dave. Go, boys. Um, Dave, I want to talk about the Vals run in the, in the last race of the Queensland Guineas from the point of view of a strap break. I backed it this morning at the $51, the pre-noms race, because I thought its run, run was very good. I know Gator talked about Kovaluka and the wide run, and it was a, a great run by it. But this horse from the bad barrier got back, gave him a mountainous start, like a huge start, and to finish off, and I thought he was a three-year-old, 1,400 metres, speed on, got to have something on this. So I just wondering for the rest of the blokes whether they... They see the same thing as what I did, saying it's got to be a good chance with the okay. low weight. Well, before we get, uh, I'll get Maxie maybe to chime back in here as well. Um, Maxie, I might come to you. The vows, what did you make of it? Oh, outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. I'm a massive Kovalika fan. And we could see these horses um, come together again in the rough habit place. So I'm just not sure. Um, maybe something has been said whereby they're looking at the Stradbroke with him, but. Um, yeah, okay. I, I thought he might go to the rough habit plate, but um, oh, it was a great run. I mean, he's put together a, a series of, you know, uh, victories back in the field, big weights. He, he loves Eagle Farm. So, yeah, we talk about Antino putting together a series of victories. This guy has as well. Yeah, I think you might be onto something with him, the vowels. Yeah, Maxie, I heard on a podcast from Tony Edmonds a few, a couple of weeks ago about the vowels. They said, after the Queensland getting, they were thinking about easing him up and giving him a run in the Fred Best to get him to the, make sure he gets oh. into, the, into the race. Right. So, uh, you know, him up. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so, so you've got a decent price about him for the Stratty anyway. Well, $51 and $30 Beautiful. a place plus with the, with the multiplier. So. And, of course, uh, Duff, obviously, did you watch uh, Maximus Vortex, Vortex yesterday? Did you watch that, mate? Uh, which one? Grafton. Oh, no, I didn't. At Grafton, no. yeah. No, did I win? You won't grasp it. Yeah, mate. Oh, God. I'm, I, I, Sunday's my lunch day. I don't... Uh, it's not, uh, Where'd you go yesterday, Doug? Well, I, I went to... I go to church first after <laughs> retro, after Sunday, and then... Um, Racing yeah. retro? It hasn't been... <laughs> I keep calling it retro. <laughs> That's how old I want. Oh. Uh, I, went, I went to Grappa yesterday. Grappa? What's that? Oh, that's an Italian joint, isn't it? Oh, it is. Very nice. Yeah, lovely. Grazie, prego. Lovely. Did you go two months? Uh, I was at a different table, Dave. Oh, <laughs> very good. Very good. Isn't that the joint that Bennett went to? Yes. 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 Okay, fantastic. Well, uh, there you go. On our recommendation. 
Of course. Uh, and Mark, thank you very much for that. Yeah, Mark uh, often can find his little winner. He rings up now and then. And so can the dog. Uh, now, what have we got in terms of horses to follow, Duff? Yeah, a little light weekend, I think. But I, I, I think Jukas picks himself out of the first uh, at Rose Hill. And I'm going to... Um, look, I'm going to go with private thought. I think we're going to get good odds him next time. And he might be ready to put in a peak performance out of Brisbane. Gator, have you been to Grappa? No, by the sounds <laughs> of it. <laughs> Hello, David. Is Gator there? He might have, Oh, his line might have uh, dropped out there. Oh. Uh, no, we're back. How are you, Gator? Yeah, no, I missed the invite. That's nothing unusual there. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I heard it's really good. But uh, Johnson Horton, <laughs> here we go. We've got uh, Bold Mac, I think. Uh, Lecvate, it was difficult to miss. And a Katarina, I thought it was terrific at um, Eagle Farm giving weight to the other two. Perfect. Munns, your horses to follow? Well, I thought Gator had sent mine through, Dave, uh, when, when I had a look at there. But the two horses that Gator mentioned there, Lekvate and also Bald Mac, we mentioned them on Friday in the, the punters panel that I was very keen to be with them on Saturday. Uh, the rain didn't help Lekvate at all. Uh, and Bold Mac was assisted by a rain-affected track, but he went back in that race there from the wide alley, as uh, Chris Hood's horses are prone to do, but I thought he, he ran on well. He's a very, very good Rose Hill horse, Bold Mac. Lec Vardo will be much, much better suited on top of the ground, and I thought the horse that won the last race at Newcastle on Saturday, only a benchmark 64, but a very, very strong win, Union Army yes. uh, for... Uh, Gerald and Sterling, and there's been some pretty good form come out of those benchmark 64s on a Saturday uh, at Newcastle. I wonder if it'll go to Brisbane. It's got, it seems to have Brisbane written all over it, Union Army. Hmm. So, one, definitely one to follow. How cruel is the racing game, boys? Um, fast response was meant to be in that race, and um, had an issue in the float heading up. Just uh, He was, you know, having a bit of a muck around, and uh, unfortunately now goes off for a spell. He's uh, he's hurt his tendon, no. so three to six months, no. and he was absolutely flying at home. And he was flying. It wasn't just the old oh no, he's flying this horse. He was flying. So, just shows the racing game. You can uh, you can be travelling pretty well and be excited, and then one minute they are, they are just animals at the end of the day. Boys, have a great uh, have a great Monday. I'm just Thanks, looking Dave. at this. Just looking at this maximum vortex. It was pretty impressive with a big weight there. Um, yeah, he might be onto something there. Yeah, Mark. he always gives us a little winner there, Mark. Uh, Luke yeah. Marlow is coming up next on Racing HQ. In fact, he joins us now. Luke, you're going to steer through the next couple of hours uh, on the program. And uh, mate, what have you got coming up on Racing HQ? Well, Dave, I'm going to chat to Jet Stanley today. He um, turned 19 on Saturday and rode his first Sydney Metropolitan winner, which was a, a great achievement for him. He's from good stock. His father, Brent, uh, is Sparky. a yeah, um, good trainer, was a great jockey, won a Caulfield Cup. So he'll be our guest on Monday's Experts. We'll have all your previews covered for today's racing and just try and survive the next two hours, mate. Looking forward to it, mate. You've got the golf kit on. You're going and playing somewhere this afternoon, are you? Yeah, off to, off to have a round after this. So looking forward to it. Um, long Reef. Um, okay. It's a bit long for UDS. He only hit it about 120 with the driver, so um, you'd probably be struggling there, brother. You know what? I think it's the lowest sport in the world, <laughs> but I don't. I don't mind going. I just, you know, going and hitting a ball into the time, mate. Honestly, but everyone's got their own thing, mate. Four hours getting away. From Is there any way we can get another microphone on this uh, panel? 
Grant, or are we uh, are we that cast? We're cast. We're gone. We we've got a big week um, coming up as well because we've got uh, Wagga uh, later in the uh, the mm. week. We're, to it. we're flying out on Wednesday, Luke. We'll be live racing HQ on Thursday morning uh, from the William Farrah. We then go to the Town Plate Day on the Thursday, and then on Friday or Thursday night the Calcutta. Calcutta will be big, um, as always, at the William Farrah. It's uh, the biggest Calcutta, I think, in yeah, anywhere in uh, in New South Wales. So it was my first carnival last year, <clears throat> excuse me, at Wagga, and I absolutely loved it. So I'm thrilled to be going again with UDS, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it is. excited for it, mate. Yeah, I think our big day will be uh, Wednesday. We've got to get, I think, on the steel bird and head back on Friday uh, because you've got Racing HQ on Saturday. So look out to Thursday, Town Plate Day. Absolutely. We've got a big three weeks because we've got Scone as well. Uh, we'll be there for Racing HQ. Yep. Looking forward to calling the Friday meeting and Darren Flindell will be up for the big Saturday uh, program. And uh, then we go to Coffs Harbour in three weeks for the Tormina Cup, Dave. So yeah. big three weeks ahead. Uh, spring, The autumn carnival's over, but no rest for the wicked. We just uh, we roll on, but it's uh, it's just great. This, this carnival's got such a long tail now with these good country cups. You know where I was on Saturday night? No, I was we? in the nation's capital, and I ended up at a place called Moby Dick's Tavern. Jeez. Now, uh, I've got to thank Mick and the team. Sensational uh, place to go to. Billy in the kitchen as well. Uh, good people. They love their racing. They love having a punt. And uh, I'm going to take you there, mate. Yeah, I reckon I reckon you'd fit in good extremely name. well. Good name for a pub, that Moby Dick's. Like no, it, it was uh, it was very good. They do apparently a really big Halloween party. Yeah, there's not a G up. They have a really big Halloween party. You wouldn't have to dress up. I don't up, have to dress up. Turn up. <laughs> uh, so, mate, let's let's lock it in. Halloween at Moby Dick's okay. there in Canberra. Done deal. All right. I uh, I spoke to the great man Loz on Saturday mm-hmm. night, and he said, "Yep, I mean we might be in as well." So, no, it uh, got to think. They love racing HQ, mate. They were at the Calcutta actually for that to Canberra, um, that Canberra Cup meeting. Uh, we did that Black Opal um, Calcutta. And I guess you know, I want to thank Mick and the team because uh, they were very hospitable on Saturday so night. They've given you a few free jars or something, mate. Or, they were yeah. just hospitable. That's all. <laughs> they were just hospitable. No, but honestly, it uh, was a good joint. I, I enjoyed myself. Hundred percent. Good. I enjoyed good to hear, myself. Mate. Good to hear. The previews are coming up with Luke for the next couple of hours, uh, and he's got Jet Stanley on the program for Monday's experts, and he'll be hosting Racing HQ tomorrow. I'll be on the BSB back from five thirty. Have a great day, everyone.